Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. What's going on, J-Rod Concerts family, and how is everybody doing today? Hope everyone is doing well. Fall is definitely in the air. I hope you have some nice sweaters, some nice pumpkin spice lattes, and you're getting ready some Halloween costumes, huh? How about that? Uh, on this household, we're definitely gearing up for Halloween. So excited for today's guest, ladies and gentlemen. He is a singer-songwriter who's been around for a long time, but just released his full-length debut album, Always Gonna Be You. We're talking about country songwriter John King, ladies and gentlemen. A wonderful uh, troubadour with an autobiographical album that you will love that with songs that tell a universal story, right? And John, you know, he was uh, raised in northern Georgia, in the Appalachian foothills. And he grew up with influences like Leonard Skinner and the Black Krauss and James Taylor and, of course, Johnny Cash. And now he's just absolutely kicking butt in Tennessee. Um, he is, uh, he's got more than 18 million streams. One of his songs, Tonight Tonight, is featured on CVS in the NFL Weekly Recap Show. Uh, so it is absolutely imperative that you listen and enjoy to John because he is going to be around for a while. Super charming guy. And, uh, you know, he's full of top 40 hits in just a young career and a great songwriter. He penned Randy Hauser's chart topping We Went, which earned um, a songwriter award in 2016. And he wrote Hootie and the Bluefish uh, Rollin'. So he's also a fantastic songwriter for other artists. So you guys will surely get a kick out of him, guys. And uh, if you guys are new to the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. We have gotten a lot of new listeners and uh, a lot of um, the, the most common question we probably got is, can we recommend you artists to, to be on the show? The answer is yes. Shoot us an email, jamie at jrodconcerts.com, and we'll be happy to review it. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining. Without further ado, John King on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. What's up, Jamie? John King. How you doing, brother? There he is. Look at you. Shoot, man. I just got, we've been out playing in the pool, so this is what me getting out of the pool looks like. I hope it's okay. <laughs> hey, absolutely, man. I mean, that's what people love about you, your authenticity. So it's right on cue, man. Love it. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate it. How you been? Everything good, John. So, you know, I have to tell you, you're, first of all, I got to tell my audience, for those that may not know you, your much-anticipated debut, always going to be you. It comes out October 8th uh, via our good friends here at Starstruck Records down in Music Row, man. And, man, what an album, John. It just beams like a great story. It feels like a movie, man. It's so enjoyable. All 11 <laughs> songs. Congratulations, dude. Dude, thank you, man. I um, I'm really proud of it. I, I'm glad you like it too, Jamie. It's been um, it's been a long road, man, to put out my first full length record. So, right. um, for me, I've always dreamed of having a full length album, a body of work. I mean, I grew up as a kid like listening to records top down, you know, like from the first song all the way to the end. Even if they were bad, you know, I just would like. <laughs> I, I wanted to hear uh, the body of work, you know, and and so to be able to put something out this way that like has a uh, an order you know a real chronological order the way the songs were set up and i had so much fun 
um, you know, putting things together and, and making the right songs, you know, make sure they fit. And uh, we had a lot that didn't make the record that were I felt like were great songs, but just didn't fit the concept. So, yeah, man, I'm really excited about it. And I, I'm, I can't wait for everybody to hear it. Is that hard, John, when you have to make a cut of a song you love? You oh. just love it with all your heart, but it just doesn't go. Like, is that a heart-wrenching thing for a songwriter? Of course, yeah. I mean, you know, um, I always like to think that they'll show up sooner or later down the road, you know, if it's meant to be. But, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, man. We write, you know, so many songs that it's impossible to be able to put all those out. I mean, um, and for me, like my story, uh, it's been great to have other artists who have believed in some of my songs enough to put them out on their own projects. So when you do write as many songs as we do, yeah, it's just it's impossible to get them all out there. But um, I do think that the, I like to think the cream rises to the top, you know. <laughs> sure, sure. sure. And I do want to ask you about the, the the new songs in just a second, John. But but let me let me start with this. I mean, you just got home from you, you covered over ten thousand ro- miles in the United States touring. Yeah, you went everywhere from Pennsylvania, Wyoming, Georgia, all over the place. How how was it to be back out there? You know, with a renewed hunger, the people uh, clamoring for it. How did it go, man? Oh, dude, it was uh, the crowds have been unlike anything I've ever seen. I mean. Obviously, you can feel the energy. You can feel that people are excited for live music to be back, that they're excited to be together. Uh, so I, I really can't compare it to anything, man. We played a show uh, out in Wyoming, Shine Frontier Days, with Blake Shelton, and there were 25,000 people, and everybody there was on their feet, screaming at the top of their lungs. It, it was like, you know, um, I don't know. It was such a surreal moment for me, uh, and emotional, too, to be on the stage because, you know, as a performer, to not be able to get up on stage and perform for 15 months, it's, uh, you know, it's what we're put here to do. Sure. So it's like, um, it was like a really great moment to reconnect with an audience like that. And every show has just been full of energy. And it's been so great to see the fans. So, yeah, man, it's, uh, I will always remember 2021 uh, because I don't know if we'll ever see crowds with this much energy again. Everybody's so excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the videos looked epic. I mean, there's photos of like the stadium lit up with like the cell phone lights, uh, yes. with you there, the spotlight, just beautiful stuff, man. <laughs> Encourage people to see it, John. But uh, let me ask you a little bit about your early life because it's such a fascinating story, John. And you mentioned how much of a songwriter you are. I yeah. mean, you were you were born in Northern Georgia, you know, Lower Appalachians, but it's like you were always meant to be a songwriter. When did you first realize as a young boy, man, I like to write, you know, like this is something I enjoy doing? I mean, it kind of, I just fell into it. I, I really never intentionally sought out to be a singer or a songwriter. I just loved music. I was a music lover. I was a student. I was a student of the art and, you know, all genres, country, rock, R&B, soul, gospel. I, I listened to everything. And um, and I really, uh, I don't know, I, I thought to myself, I love melodies. I love songs. You know, I love everything about a song. There's something so special about a song that has that lyric that hits you in a different way. And those were the songs as a kid that always were impactful for me. And so I got to thinking to myself, like, man, what if I could take some of these songs, some of these, you know, chords I'm strumming around on and say what I want to say and, and right. maybe impact people, you know, through my words. So it honestly kind of started, uh, my my trial and error experiment started around the campfire. I'd have buddies over, you know, we'd yeah. sit around with an acoustic guitar and make up funny songs about each other, you know, or goof off. And um, I got pretty good at like freestyle songwriting, like <laughs> yeah. coming up with lyrics on the fly. And so then I really sat down and started putting pen to paper and like trying to write actual songs. And of course, I mean, they were horrible. <laughs> right. I mean, as they always are. But um, I mean, I would say probably 50 or 100 songs in, I started finally getting some songs that were like, 
oh, like, okay, well, you know, that's a pretty good song. Like, I think I'd be comfortable enough to play that for an audience. And, um, you know, we started getting a little fan base built up, and my confidence got built up, you know, as yeah. people started asking me about songs and how I got inspiration. And, you know, when it's a small town like that, man, it all, all it takes is a hundred people or so to think you're cool and your band's good, and you're like, man, I'm on top of the world. <laughs> So, yeah, man, it was a slow process um, and honestly just just doing it a lot. It was just really uh, honing in on the craft by uh, just way of pure quantity. (laughs) And um, and I mean, you know, to this day, I mean, I still write a lot of songs and um, I'm always very critical, as I think most songwriters are of my own writing. And like I'm always just trying to get better and better. Yeah. I mean, it really is like a discipline, John, right? I mean, here in the Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville, you start seeing these pieces of paper from, you know, uh, the Everly Brothers or whoever, and the way they wrote like a song, you know, they would cross a word out, the wording, the way it looks. Uh I don't think people realize the science of writing a good song, right? Oh, it's, yeah, it can really be a battle. I mean, nothing frustrates me and makes me as satisfied as writing a song. Because when you're done with it and you you feel like you've done a good job, it's like the best feeling in the world. But sometimes, man, I mean, there's still songs that I have in my catalog that I've been trying to write for years and years and just can't quite figure out one line or one little piece. You know, it's like the never-ending puzzle. Um, And, you know, I I listened to, uh, I I was listening to the guys who wrote, you know, The House That Built Me, which I think is like one of the best country songs in the last, you know, couple decades. And they were saying the same thing. It was like it took 10 years going back and forth to like get that song perfected. But, you know, but then sometimes you get gifts. I mean, you know, the first number one I had was for Randy Hauser. um, And I wrote it for yeah, Justin Wilson and Matt Rogers. And we wrote that song in 45 minutes. I mean, it just poured out. and. Yeah, it really did. So it just depends, man. The, that's the fun thing about writing, about being creative, about being an artist is there's, to me, like, you never know how it's going to hit you. It's always different. Like, I've never written one song, you know, any two songs the same way. So, um, but that's fun. You just, you wake up and you make something out of thin air, you know? I love it. I love it, John. And, you know, listening to your discography in research, there's obviously DNA strands of rock and roll all over you. And, cool. you know, it, it, it's it, when you were in high school, in, when you were 15 years old, you started with a rock band. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit what you remember about these rock days and, and, and why the pivot to country? Well, I mean, you know, my dad was a huge rock fan, Southern rock, you know, so Allman Brothers and Leonard Skinner. Alabama, all that. Yeah, Alabama, but also Led Zeppelin and ACDC. And then my mom was more into singer-songwriters. She loved James Taylor and uh, Jim Croce and uh, and then country. You know, she loved Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings. She was more of a singer-songwriter fan. So right. it was like a good blending of both worlds for me. And, I, you know, I never really realized it until I kind of stepped back and started listening to this record top down. But, like, all those influences have definitely weaved their way into what I do. And it really is because I'm just a fan of great music. I, I really sure. don't, you know, I, I love country music, but and I love – the camaraderie that we have as country music, as artists, as a community, as radio, as media, like it's such a great genre to be a part of. But as a fan, I love all music that's good music. So um, to me, I, I don't know. I mean, people ask me all the time, like, what would I classify? And, and definitely it's country because that's the language I know. Like as a songwriter, that's the colors that I paint because that's how, the only thing I know. You know, it's the only way I know how to talk. It's the only way I know how to sing. And, um, and really that was kind of, what transitioned me out of those early rock bands, you know, and we were a Southern rock band. I would say, you know, in today's definition, we were probably a country band, but that was kind of when things, when I was a kid, like Jason Aldean had just come along, like Eric Church, 
came along and they kind of had broadened the whole horizon of country music right. genre and what it was. And so to me, that was very appealing because it was like, man, like I don't have to sound like anything anymore. I can just be myself and fit in here because the lyrics I were writing, you know, was exactly country music. So, um, yeah, I mean, one day, uh, my mom came out, we were practicing in the garage and my mom came out and she was like, John, you know that you sing with your accent just like you talk. You're a country singer. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> great. You know what? Like you're right, Mom. Like I guess we should start calling ourselves a country band. And um, yeah, we just kind of morphed into that naturally. And uh, my writing, you know, was always there. And um, and when I graduated from University of Georgia, like I knew I had to go to Nashville. Like Nashville was the town that I'd always heard about. Um, I'd come to visit here when I was 16 and fell in love with it. Just how exciting it is and um yeah i came in here and punched my ticket i've been here for seven years and i've loved it ever since yeah hell yeah this is the place absolutely man we're, we're glad you're here john okay let's talk about a few of the new songs i mean try saying goodbye yeah this song it already has more than 15 million streams john i mean rolling stone named it one of the top country songs you know to look out for there's yeah. a bunch of accolades when the numbers start trickling like this and the, for a song, for the first single of an album, John, like it does that like, do you like get to process that like, or, or is it just hard to encapsulate all that? Oh man, yeah, that's, it's crazy to me to think that, you know, people have listened to one of my songs that much. I mean, it really is overwhelming uh, and so humbling. I mean, it's like, man, I wrote that song um, uh, and I put it out because it had such a good message. I felt like it needed to be heard for people yeah. who lost somebody, for people who'd been in a relationship and had struggles, like I had been there, we've all been there. And so, I don't know, I think that song just kind of took on a life of its own. Like fans started telling me about their own personal stories and it was totally different, you know, than what I, than my story and what I wrote. So that's what you want as a songwriter. Like that's what you dream of and hope for are those songs that take on their own life. and. Um, I think what really, I think the biggest moment for me with that song was when I had um, a guy who was stationed in Afghanistan, a, a U.S. troop, hmm. send me a direct message on Instagram and say that that song had helped him with his struggle uh, of being away from his family for more than two years. He had been on repeated tours over there. And I was like, man, that is exactly like you couldn't ask for more yeah. in a song to actually help people. And I know it always sounds like kind of hallmarky to say that, but it is true. Like that's why I got into this business. I think that's why most of us do is we want our songs to impact people. So uh, try saying goodbye to me, man. It's just been a life changing song. Man, that always blows my mind when, when, you know, the way people's lives are changed by music like yours, John, for sure. Okay. And your man love that song, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I loved it because at first glance, you know, it's such a simple song or like, a, you know, the simple elements, but the way that you created this narrative uh, without crossing border, Oh, into like, I, I guess a cheesy line, like you did it with such well depth and profundity and 360 degrees the character. I, I said, I have to ask John, like, how do you do it, John? And I mean, like, what's the process like for a song like this that, you know, it's something as universal as love, but it can tilt in one of the other directions so easily and you kept it right in the beautiful middle. How do you do that, man? Well, I mean, to start with, like, just a shout out to the, all the talented songwriters I get to work with. I mean, that's the, the blessing and the beauty of being able to work with amazing people in this town. I knew what I wanted to say, you know, I knew, you know, and it's always great to have other people who are so talented to bounce these ideas off of, because it, like you said, it is hard with those simple songs to make it um, broad enough yet unique enough to your own story. And to me, that song is special because that verse, like, it, it's me. Like, it's just an honest story, you know? It really is. It's exactly who I am. 
Um, it's my relationship with my wife, you know, uh, and my family. And so um, I think that those honest songs like that, and, you know, they just come out a little easier because you're legit just writing from the heart. And that was one um, where we didn't have to think about it too much. Like I, I wasn't trying to beat myself over a lyric, you know, uh, you know, I'm a back porch beer drinker, like Georgia, Bo like normally I would be like, man, I don't know about that. But I was like, you know, it just feels right in this song. So let's roll with it. And uh, yeah, I think it comes off as genuine because it, it really is, you know. I love it. I love it, John. You're being so good with your time. So let me leave you with this. We're right around the corner with uh, football season. The NFL is about to begin. And one of your songs tonight, tonight has been a staple of the CBS recap show every week for millions of viewers. I mean, for the most popular sport in the U.S. now, football. So people, maybe they don't know that they've heard your song, but they've heard your songs. Uh, just tell us a little bit about, you know, how surreal that must be, right? When you're watching the Titans or whoever, oh. the Falcons, whoever you are a fan of, and boom, there goes your song. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that started, you know, a few years back. I, we, we were going on stage for a show in Atlanta, and my dad called me on a Thursday night. Like, I was about to step on stage, and I answered it because I was like, man, I hope something's not wrong. He called me. He was, like, freaking out. He's like, you know your song's on the NFL right now, on the Falcons-Packers game? I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I can't. <laughs> that's impossible. And sure enough, he sent me a video, uh, and then my phone just started blowing up, you know. Uh, and sure enough, yeah, I mean, it was it was a really cool thing. Tonight, tonight, obviously, was the first song I ever put out. Started off my whole career. And then to have it do something like that, um, you know, as a massive football fan, you know, growing up, uh, in the deep South where it's like football is just, you know, everything, um, you know, it was really cool, man. And it's been great. I mean, it's, it's broadened us outside of just country fans. It's allowed other people from all over the world to come in and hear some of this music. Yeah, for sure. Well, listen, John King, you've said it all. It's been <laughs> such a treat to have you on the show, man. I mean, always going to be you out of October 8th. That's going to be a smash hit. I mean, that's a surefire bet to hit up the charts and to just, man, we're going to be voting for you in the CMAs and all that good stuff next year. I just feel it, man. What man. a great album, man. Congratulations, John. You're too kind, my friend. Thank you so much for taking the time. I always love talking to you. We'll, we'll catch up again really soon. Absolutely. Take care. All right. Thanks, buddy. God bless. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.